This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Track meet. And I could talk some comics. Uh, well, what's sunburn have to do with talking comics? Uh, like I'm miserable and I want to take my mind off of it. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm with you. So, yes. well, you're gonna have to steer the ship because it's been a while since I podcasted, so I don't even remember what came out and whatever. So it, we literally have three weeks of comics to cover. Oh, awesome! <laughs> so. So I have a feeling we're just going to just kind of skip around to stuff we want to talk about because there's way too much. That's cool. Way too much to cover. I can derail the conversation at all times and you not get mad at me then? Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I feel like we'd we'd hit on the main story stuff. And if there's something that you want to talk about that's in like a side, you know, I mean, I'm not going to really cover. I figure we wouldn't really get into like Green Lanterns, Green Arrow you know, Supergirl, stuff like that. We do, like, the Flash Batman thing. Right, The yeah. Superman thing, Aquaman, uh, maybe Detective, stuff like that. Okay. That's cool. There's a couple of other one-shots that, like, Batman Shadow. Have you read that? I didn't read that yet. I didn't have a chance. But if you want to talk about it, go right ahead. Well, first, let's talk about the Justice League news, then. Sure. That's some crazy stuff. That is crazy stuff. Because at first I saw like the headlines of where Snyder bails out and then Whedon was taken over, which is crazy in it, in itself because since he did the Avengers one, right? Yeah. That's kind of like somebody on Boston play and then going to New York, right, you to mean, play for the Yankees. You mean like Wade Boggs when he left the Red Sox and came to the <laughs> Yankees and then won the World Series? Yeah, well, kind of like that, <laughs> which it didn't matter me, but, you know, yeah. for you guys. And yeah, there I stereotyped, I stereotyped it because I said you guys. He didn't say use guys though, so that's. Well, isn't that how you guys say it? Use guys. Yeah. You guys up here in Boston. Well, no, I'm I'm not from Boston. I'm from New York. I know, but I didn't really say like use Aaron up here in Boston, eh? <laughs> and now I'm from Canada. What's going <laughs> now on you're from here? Canada, Boston, right? Oh my lord. <laughs> See? But, yeah, I mean, I think, I, th- <laughs> I think the first Justice League movie news that I remember hearing was like last week or the week before they were talking about how they had to do a whole bunch of reshooting mm-hmm. and that, you know, typical, oh, the movie's a mess. It's going to be horrible. They have to reshoot. They have to whatever. And I was like, eh, whatever. They reshoot. Every single movie does reshoots. You know, this isn't anything different. And then you hear nothing about it. And then today, you know, the news came out about Snyder's daughter. Right. And, you know, that's why he's leaving. And they're reshooting, you know, extra stuff to put in. And that Joss Whedon was taking over. And, I, I mean, look, Joss Whedon's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I trust that whatever he does will will be good. 
I don't think, I mean, obviously he's going to stick to the tone or whatever of the movie. Right. That it's not, I mean, I don't think it's going to be something crazy. Like you can definitely tell, Oh, this scene is, you know, all of a sudden bright and colorful, (laughs) but right. Yeah. yeah. And he was already slotted to do bat girl, right? I think so. Batgirl and something else, maybe? Or just Batgirl? I don't remember. I mean, there was talk about him doing... Was it an actual Birds of Prey movie? Maybe. Or The Sirens, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Anyways, but, uh, like... And then you got internet assholes that's like, oh, well, it's going to be better anyways because Snyder backed out or whatever. And I was like, dude, his daughter just committed suicide, like, in March. Yeah. And then his explanation for it was like, you know, it's personal, so they were trying to keep it close to the vest or whatever. Yep. And then he thought going back to it would engulf him, so that way pretty much just his emotions, he'd push them aside and let work engulf him, basically. Yeah. And then like his seven other kids, that's crazy in itself, right? I I don't even know. I I didn't really read the whole article. Like, yeah, whatever. Because he said that he was hurting, and his seven other kids were hurting, and his wife was hurting. Which I mean, that's yeah. And his wife is a producer on the movie too, right? So like, yeah. So they're all kind of stepping away. Yeah. But I mean, so, like, you can't blame them. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That like, what kind of person would you be to go on Twitter or Facebook or whatever? And just start bashing somebody. Well, that's because they're going to walk away. As soon as the internet was created, that's when the people <laughs> showed up. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, back on Prodigy before like AOL even became a thing, there were people being assholes Prodigy. to other people. <laughs> Prodigy when the Ultimate Warrior got on the special live chat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's it's insane to think about but you know yeah like but like you said i don't think it'll be i don't think you'll be able to see like night and different oh snyder did this part and whedon did this part yeah now I mean, did it hopefully did it say anything about future stuff no okay no it was it, just saying that he's taking over the reins and finishing so that way justice league can stay on target for the release schedule November. yeah all right so maybe he will you know be in the right frame of mind to come back and do other stuff later yeah and if not I mean it'll be in good hands too right yeah I mean I I fully trust I mean if Whedon continues with something or I mean they would find somebody else to replace that would do you know a good job that it's not I mean this is like the flagship thing see Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, right? So all the people bitching about how dark the other movies were, like, Whedon's Avengers was totally opposite of that, right? Right, but at the same time, look at some of the other stuff that he's done, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, like, those people that were knocking it, for being too dark and they're still knocking it because Snyder's stepping away or whatever is just like just bitching the bitch basically. 
pretty much because they're going to now say that Joss Whedon doesn't know how to do. Oh, Joss Whedon did dark and brooding. Yeah, right. You know, but and then Wonder Woman comes out, right? Yeah, next week. Have you seen all the trailers for that, or did you black out trailers? Um, I started blacking out trailers. I saw like the first couple. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, I mean, I have my tickets to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to kind of go on shutdown mode so I can go into the movie and just watch it and have a good time. Yeah. I think I saw like one. Well, I saw the initial like teaser and then I saw the one full trailer and I might have seen another one. But I mean, it's basically just rehashing what we saw in the teaser in the first one. Yeah, yeah, like a little different things here, there. Yeah, but yeah, and it looks pretty cool. I'm pretty psyched for that movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, apparently I'm in the minority. I really enjoyed Man of Steel, and I really enjoyed uh, Batman vs Superman. So I saw a meme going around like where she's in the dance floor and she has the sword. Okay, on the back, you know what I'm talking about. Yep, and like it showed like the first or the top half had the actual photo of her walking in, you know, with the sword coming out of her dress. And then like the bottom half had like, uh, her butt cheeks, like squeezing the sword. So that way it doesn't move. Like when she's walking, I thought that was pretty funny. I laughed hard at it. Maybe it was just cause I had a long week, but, <laughs> it, but it was pretty funny. The, this overall movie actually seems pretty fun. Actually, it kind of reminds me of um, like First Avenger, like Captain America First Avenger style. Yeah, I mean, like time period. I don't know. I it's, guess it's about. Well, this is well, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, but like the action sequences and everything, because like when she's sliding, yeah, you know, in that one scene, like where she's sliding and deflecting and stuff that. That shot alone is pretty badass. Yeah, I think my favorite thing that I saw in the trailers was kind of like the homage to the original Superman movie where they're in the alley and the guy shoots the gun and she goes in front of Chris Pine and mm-hmm. kind of deflects it away instead of like in Superman where he protected Lois in the alley. Right. That That's pretty awesome. I can't wait. I'm very or Man of Steel, like where he deflects the bullet with his eyeball. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Man of Steel. That was Superman Returns. Oh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> that was like one of the best parts of that movie. <laughs> and that's really saying something. I know. So. All um, right. Speaking of Superman. Yes. What have you been thinking of the whole Black Dawn storyline? Um, it's, it's been pretty solid, but there's been parts like, I don't know, I guess, well, I don't know what you're going to say, but (laughs) with Superman and with action, both of those have been pretty solid for me, but this Black Dawn thing has kind of taken a step back for me. Really? Yeah. And I don't know why, because um, I was, like, pumped for it, you know, because, like, all – I don't know. Huh. But 
I don't know, it's been a while since I read it. So I'm trying to remember back, which I'm going to pull it up right now. Right, it's basically it's the whole thing with the neighbor has Jonathan. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, oh man, I've been enjoying the heck out of it. I think than um, than anything I've read with him before. Mm-hmm. And even though there was sort of a similar storyline with Jonathan being taken by, you know, Mr. Whatever his name, Mixaplitzik or whatever. Yeah. Um, this, I, I enjoy this a lot more because it's not, in a way... I mean, that to me was just kind of ridiculous. I guess, you know, because I'm not a huge fan of the character, but I like how there's like a whole town full of people who are trying to protect and help them. And none of them knew, I guess. Hmm. So that seems more plausible than the missile flick thing? Well, I mean, look, it's all ridiculous. You know, it's a comic book about an alien living on earth with superpowers. <laughs> right, yeah. But but to me like this this whole thing I kind of like, you know, that the neighbors, the family that were there, you know, they're trying to protect him and make him better. Mhm. Um you know, I, I I don't know. I I don't really know how to describe it. It's just I I've been really enjoying this. I think this arc I like better than the last one. Um and the fact that Manchester Black is somehow involved is kind of crazy because that, I mean, that came out of nowhere. True. I think. You called it a long time ago, like when um, you said that the neighbor guy had something to do with it. Yeah. Or not do with it, but. He was involved. You know, yeah. Yep. Even though it was wrong the first time. Yeah. Because he's not 100% evil. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's something different than what I, I've read before with him. You know, with Superman. And, and I really... I like the the family dynamic of it. Yeah. That, you know, even though this is Superman, he's not just fighting to save, you know, I guess truth, justice in the American way, but he's, he's fighting to keep his family safe. It's more modernized. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Uh, And like I said, it's not like it's terrible or whatnot. I mean, the art's still fantastic on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember who the artist is on this book anymore. Um, I haven't pulled up. Let me see. Doug Mankey. Doug, yep. Yeah. And, and the covers have been great, too. Oh, yeah. Like, on this latest one, I, the one that I like is the one that's black and white, except for the red shield on the S. Like, where he's busting through the... Oh, is that where people are all shooting at him? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, or yeah. the bullets are deflecting, yeah. I think yeah. that's George Jimenez's... Maybe. Might be, I'm not sure. Maybe I should do research before I talk about it, huh? 
<laughs> or clue me in what you're going to talk about before you do so I could research it. Nah. <laughs> what fun is that? Yeah, exactly. But, no, I, yeah, I'd still say that this is probably one of my top five books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think this and... um. Uh, yeah, this one, it's not let me down yet. Yeah. Agreed on that. Same what thing. about... What? Same thing with Deathstroke? Is that what you're going to say? No, I was going to go with Super Sons. Oh. going to stay with the bat- with the Super theme? Yeah, I mean, because I mean, Batman and Damien are, were in the storyline of Superman for a little bit. Yeah. I, I have to say... This book is really grown on me. There was that the first issue. Mm-hmm. There, there was one issue that I wasn't. I was like, oh man, I really wish that they did something different with this. Right. And then the next issue basically was what I was saying that you know I was hoping the book would be. Mm-hmm. And man, oh man, this whole thing, this storyline's been unreal. I've really, really enjoyed how Damon is constantly getting Jonathan into trouble. And not just getting him into trouble. It's, you know, like they get caught and trapped and stuff. And uh, then he just makes fun of the fact that he doesn't know how to use his powers. You know, I'm trying to think of the last one. They're, they're like chained up upside down. Like Kid, uh, what's the called? Uh, Kid Amazo has him. And he's just like, oh, you know, don't you have super strength? Can't you pull out of this? Are you there? You gone? Nope, I'm here. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't know if you blacked out again. No. Um, yeah, and just the whole, the the relationship between the two of them of, I'm going to get you into situations that you don't know how to handle and then get angry that you don't know how to handle this stuff because you're not ready. You know, it just, the whole time just makes me laugh. Now, do you think that you didn't enjoy the first issue because you were hyped for it and it didn't, meet like it, you like overhyped it you know what i mean it could have been and i don't remember did they get a rebirth like a one shot or did they just go in with a number one i thought i thought they just went in with a number one and they had like the backdoor pilot for the christmas comic or whatever oh that might have been it yeah there i think you know what i think you're right i think it was like that one story first and I enjoyed it and then whatever the first issue was it was kind of not what I was hoping for right 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 you know oh you know what there was also the the thing I want to say in Superman where Batman and Damien show up in a couple issues Mm -hmm. that I also really enjoyed that and then I was thinking if that's what the series was it's going to be amazing and then the series wasn't that and I was like ah oh well I mean whatever but man the last two, three issues, I guess this is issue, what, four? So it's pretty much been the rest of the run have been great. Right. I agree. And I like they're, like, always messing with Lex Luthor. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, this one, you know, I guess in general, I like serious tone type books. Okay. But this one and maybe, like, Batgirl and Birds of Prey mm-hmm. are, like, those fun ones that... I just read just for fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or not just for fun, just for enjoyment, entertainment purposes, I guess, you know? Yeah. Where they don't always have to be like seven layer 
taco dip, you know, yep. and you have to overthink everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like hypercritical of everything, mm-hmm. so it's not easy for me to just like kind of shut off my brain mm-hmm. and just enjoy something without getting too critical of it. But this book, and yeah, like Batgirl and, and uh, Birds of Prey, and I think just her her book alone also. It's yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And then there's like you don't have to overanalyze anything or yeah, you know, read everything at face value. Like maybe you can see what's getting foreshadowed, but you don't really have to pay attention to because it's kind of like you shut your brain off and just read it for what it is. Yeah. And I think, um, see, I was going to say, like, Titans is that way for me also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another one. Because it's not like the super serious style. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and also the fact the, um, the art style on the books is, it's not hyper real, like, realistic. But it's also not like overly cartoony. Yeah, correct. And and it like the it's just the whole art style of I mean I'm like I'm looking at the last page of Super Sons now when Alfred and Lois are there in the bedroom waiting for them. But you know the the coloring is great, the the artwork is great. Like it fits, it really fits the book. I mean sometimes you know there are some some series that it, the writing is more serious than the art or the art is more serious than the writing or, you know, something. And it just doesn't quite feel right. But I, I mean, this one, it hits everywhere. It's just perfect. I agree with that. I can get on board with that. Yeah. So you want to hit up Deathstroke? We can hit Deathstroke or the button or... You know what? Let's do Deathstroke first. All right. Deathstroke's amazing, like normal. Unicorns and rainbows. Yep. Yeah, I I don't think (laughs) I'm yet to have a bad thing to say about this book. Yeah. Because it's like that perfect storm train wreck. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, obviously it's not... It's it's like Married with Children, TV show, right? And you don't have that Silver Spoons type TV show where everything's perfect or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then you get Married with Children, or even like Roseanne back in the day. Yeah. What well, like where it's just everything's a disaster, <laughs> and how it feeds on everything else. Yeah, anything that possibly could have been wrong is wrong. But, I mean, this one, this isn't like, you know, oh, Darlene failed the test and she's hiding the test results. This is, oh, by the way, I'm sleeping with your fiancé who also (laughs) knows that you're secretly gay. And she hates you and she's only doing this as, you know, whatever. And, like, it's just total, total dysfunction. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like it takes that and, like, (laughs) turns it up times ten. Oh, yeah. Or maybe even a hundred. Yeah. Yeah, and um, 
I guess it's about to lead into the uh, the crossover. It seems right. Yeah, yeah. It seems like it's getting ready to be there. Yeah, that's this book is so good. <sighs> yeah, and before, like when we were reading it, I was saying like I wish we had like a Netflix show or something or even a movie. Yeah. I don't know if I really want that or not because I'm enjoying this book so much. I don't want it to try. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it's like the Stephen King effect. You know what I mean? Which I know you're not, you guys aren't like a huge Stephen King book guy, but like there's a couple, well, there's a couple that I like. And then, you know, he has like, 10 movies come out and only two of them are decent. Yeah. You know, as to where the other eight like suck majorly. Yeah. So I just don't want this one to even try. Just don't touch it. Just leave it on the shelf. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with that, that as much as I would love to see this, there's no way that it would live up to how much I'm enjoying. Right. You know? Yep. It's like, man, Terminator 2 was so awesome. I can't, I'm so excited that they're making a third one. I can't wait to see how they improve upon this one. And then it's like just horrible. Yeah, you walk out of the movie theater <laughs> with popcorn butter in your eyeballs trying to wash it out. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. How, how did the effects look worse? But, yeah. No, I, I love this book. And I anyone who has asked me, I guess, over the past half year or year however long half year (laughs) Year we're in in 24 right yeah almost okay so it's been a year now yeah i keep i've the double everything screwing up my head um yeah but since rebirth started anyone who has asked me what books i like and what i would recommend this one is number one on my list every single time yeah, and it feels crazy coming out of your mouth, right? Yeah, and I mean, it's people that are like, yeah, I don't really like Deathstroke. I was like, no, I don't really like Deathstroke. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is the best comic that they are putting out. Yeah. And there hasn't been, there has yet to be an issue where I was like, oh, that's kind of a downer. You know, this one kind of laid back a little bit and didn't really hit. And I mean, everything. The The only moment that bothered me in the entire run so far was him killing the dog. Yeah, I can see that. Yep. But but besides that, I mean it's, everything's hitting out of the park. Oh yeah. I mean it's straight tens across the board. Yeah. You know, even the the weird judge from like Eastern Europe <laughs> gives a 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about speaking of another book that <laughs> I recommend that feels strange coming out of my mouth. It was Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I still haven't went back and read the New 52 that has the same artist or same Same writer. writer. Same writer. Yeah. I'm telling you, you'll be like, I don't get it. (laughs) How is this the (laughs) the same guy writing this book? It is... A complete shift in in tone, in style, in everything. Yeah, that's like I hear you and Daryl say that like all the time. Like it's not the same guy. It might be no, the same name, but it's not. Yeah. 
you know, it, it would be like it would be like the guy writing Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like he wrote Goodfellas, and you're just right. like, "Wait, that guy? Yeah. Really?" Well, it's like you take three people or three characters, mm-hmm. which Jason Todd I've always liked, right? I don't know if he's he would be my Robin, but I've always liked him. Uh, <laughs> I I've enjoyed and not enjoyed him at different times. Well, okay, but. Uh, you've read more DC than I have, probably. Fair to say. Um. Yeah, I guess. Well, I'm just saying. But okay, you take Jason Todd, you take Artemis, and you take Bizarro. Yeah. And somebody comes up to you and be like, "You're gonna love this book." <laughs> and you'd probably like karate chop them in the throat because they're lying to you. <laughs> But then after you read it, then you pick them off the floor and, and be like, I'm sorry, would you like taco bagels? Yeah, man, taco bagels. I love it. Yeah, this this Bizarro is pretty much the only Bizarro I've ever really enjoyed. That I don't, I don't like the ridiculous slapsticky Bizarro. Yeah. That is, you know, just kind of, you know, used for... Hey, well, Superman, you know, let's put a crazy Superman in like a weird situation so we can laugh about it. Like, what's something he could never do? Oh, okay, he'll try and fix this, but he does everything wrong. Right. You know, and it's like, eh. Uh, see, uh, hmm. they're like Bizarro World way back in the early run. Oh, I wouldn't say early run, but like late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one with him in it but you're correct though more time than not he's just a slapsticky character that they throw in yeah. just to be dumb yeah like this you know he's actually trying to help people and like do yeah. good and you know it, it the tone of his character alone is worth <laughs> is worth getting into this book yeah it's like Lenny from of Mice and Men almost yeah. You know, and yeah. th- that's a cool perspective or a different perspective, at least, uh, right. to take on the character. And it works. Oh, absolutely. And then, like, Artemis is an Amazonian yeah. badass. Yeah, like, she. It's so but, funny. But like she's, she's different, though. She's different than Wonder Woman. Yeah, I mean, but, she's another but character. That over the years, I'm like, I mean, she's not bad, but I've never, I've never been invested in her. Right. I guess. Right. But this this book is like, oh, I'm really curious to see, you know, what they do. Like, I, I'm actually enjoying reading her story, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to think what this last, the latest issue was. Is this the one where Jason Todd was kind of watching himself die as Robin? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and I mean. Like the emotional journey he's going on as a character in this series too, it's you know like I don't know is is uh, who writes this? This is uh, Scott Lobdell, right? Yes. I mean, he's got to sit and read all kinds of like you know therapy books or something because he's like really, really getting into the depths of 
of his brain. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously it's a comic book, but you know, you have a character who was brutally murdered <laughs> and then somehow brought back to life with the knowledge of the fact that he was brutally murdered. You know, obviously he's not going to be well adjusted, but he's doing his best. You know? Yeah. And 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 I think that they're doing a great job, you know, dealing dealing with his whole thing on top of everything else. But see, you, you, you glazed over it, kind of. But when you said that he was brutally murdered and then brought back for some reason, right? Right. But he wasn't just brought back well, just uh, in a bad way. You no, know what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. I, I didn't mean it that way. But yeah. I'm just saying, you know, you, you don't have in real life, you know, you can't be beaten to death with a club. And then, crowbar. A crowbar, yeah, and then brought back. You, you can't? Know, a couple years later. Well, I mean, not yet anyway. Oh, dang it. I was going to try <laughs> that Friday night. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could set up like a Twitter bot that would talk to you or something, but that's, that's about it for now. <laughs> yeah, because apparently I'm not real. No. I'm just a Twitter bot. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm. I, I mean, I'm right there with you. This book is above and beyond my expectations. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? That they should really rename Rebirth to like Shattering Expectations or something like that. Because <laughs> one all of book the books, at a time. all of the books that I thought I would love have been like real hit or miss. That parts of it I really enjoy, and parts of it I'm like, eh. But like books that I would be like, man, this book is gonna be trash. I'm freaking loving. I mean, they're, granted, there are also books that I thought would be trash that are trash that I'm not reading. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Harley Quinn, but <laughs> but like you know, Deathstroke and Batgirl and Red Hood, and I mean Batgirl and the Birds of Prey. Right. It, it's like, why would I? Just on paper, looking at them, you're just like, yeah, I don't think so. You know, I'll give it a shot, but good God, they've been fantastic books. So what would be the book that's been hit or miss? For me, I mean, I I love The Flash, mm-hmm. but The Flash series has been peaks and valleys. Really? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, early on I liked it, and then some of the stuff with, you know, like the hundred people with the speed force powers mm-hmm. I, I i mean it wasn't bad but i wasn't really too into it you drop out again son of a bitch every time are you there are you still there i'm here i'm here yeah oh okay did you hear what i said or did you said it? it's been peaks and valleys it said it's been peaks and valleys and then that was it, it you went robotic and then silent Oh, okay. Because I, I was just talking, and then I heard nothing on your okay. end. Okay. Uh, I know. That's, yeah. Yeah, no, like the, the storyline with all the speedsters mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. okay. It wasn't great. Um, I think some of the stuff with Wally has been really good. But, like, some of the other stuff, I'm just like, eh, you know, whatever. Um, I don't know. It, and and the art on the book has been decent to awful. 
And I, you know, I said it many issues ago, I don't know if they're going because it's the flash, if they're trying to make it look, you know, hurried as like a subtle, Oh yeah, it's the flash. It's gotta be constantly moving and look quick or, (laughs) or if it's just the artist just works super fast because they can't make deadlines. (laughs) See, I don't know. I think the Flash, uh, for me, goes into that fun read pile. Okay. Where some of the art kind of turns me off every once in a while. Right. But yet, overall, I, I mean, overall, I've enjoyed it pretty much. There, you know, even like the one where the rogues outsmarted him, or so we thought. Right. Um, and even the lightning storm kind of thing, like when we were talking to Mike and Daryl, mm-hmm. when we had one of our crossover episodes, and I was Daryl and I were saying, you know, it needs to hurry up, and we can't just prolong this arc. It was still fun, but I agreed that you know now everybody has speed powers, kind of sucked. But I liked how they turned that around. Yeah. So for me, I mean, it hasn't been like tens every time, but it hasn't been twos or threes either. I could see so that. it's it's kind of been that even keel type, just fun read. It's the flash, you know, the rogues pop up, yeah, and it's been cool. Yeah, I mean, I I don't disagree. I I do enjoy it more than I don't enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I. You know, I just wish that it was more. What about the button? You know what? Since since that's Flash. There, I liked it and I didn't like it. Yes. I was hoping for way more than what they gave us. Um, I enjoyed the scenes between... I mean, I guess we'll just cover Batman and Flash. Um, that's fine. The stuff with Thomas Wayne and mm-hmm. Bruce I thought was fantastic. Um, you know, because like I said before, <laughs> you don't you don't get beaten to death and then come back to life. Like you right. don't get to watch your parents get murdered and then meet you know, or your son get murdered and then meet the other like an alternate version where the opposite happened and like actually have a conversation with the father you haven't known since you were nine years old. Right. You know, but at the same time, I really wish that the stuff with Thomas was more than an issue because it's like they're there and then it's over like right away. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That, you know, the, the fight sequence, I guess, right before they left from him, Mm-hmm. seemed very rushed. Yeah, see, here's... Okay. Now, if this was like the prelog going into the main event... Did you really or say prelog? Whatever. The pre... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I told you it's been crazy. Um, <laughs> so crazy you forgot the English language? Yeah, pretty much. I'm just making up words at this point. 
it's all goop. Yeah, it's all goop. No, but like if these if this these four issues came out right before the event happened, right, or was getting ready to happen, I don't think I would mind it as much. But knowing that the event's still what four or five months away, yeah, it's in it's in the fall, right? Yeah. So four months away, yeah. I guess it 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 sucks because it's like heating something up and then just letting it set for a while and let it get cooled off and then oh we're gonna come back to it right and that's the only part I mean it it, it is what it is I guess but I know other people have liked it which is cool and I mean it's not bad. I guess it's just like you said. I wish we would have got more about it, and yeah. then the events actually around the corner instead of down the road. Right. And Tom King didn't write it, so that means that Mike and Martin should like it. <laughs> Which I'm ready for Mike's head to explode since Tom King's writing Mr. Miracle. Oh yeah. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to see Twitter get slammed and him actually throw things. Um, the it it's weird. I I I'm just like kind of skimming through the issues now, mm-hmm. but it seems like each issue in this crossover seemed rushed in a way. Like the the final part, like with Thawne and they're chasing him through, and he has the button. Yeah. And it's just like, I like the idea and I like the concept of it. I just wish that the delivery was different. I don't even know so much if the delivery was different, but if they gave it five more pages or something like just filled it out a little more because everything, you know, especially in the last issue, because the, the main chunk of the story was shorter because, you know, they have that little, the end part with them at the graves. And then you right. have Bruce, like, you know, looking out the window. And right. that signal goes off and he, you know, just kind of puts his head down and he doesn't go. And then you have the thing with, you know, with the button at the, you know, the way end. But. Yeah, see, here's my, here's like, now that you, now that we're actually talking about it, like, here's my thing. Like, with Tim dying and the emotional toll on that, and then Gotham and Gotham Girl, right, for Batman? Right. Then the button and all that stuff that happened that initially started us off gets pushed to the back burner. Which is fine, because all the other stuff is, like, right up in your face, right? Right. Kind of like what we were talking about, like, with Snyder, right? He he didn't want to deal with it at the moment, so he was in, engulfed in the stuff that's right in his face, right? Yep, like Batman and the Night of the Monster Men. Right. Exactly. But now, after this, to where you actually get to talk to your dad that you haven't for however many years, right? Right. And you know that he's out there, or he sacrificed whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you go from here? Right. 
Yeah, no, I I hear you. I mean, uh, then you just you know go back to hanging on gargoyles or checking in on on the detective team. Right. I mean, especially because his father basically said, you know, listen, I don't want this for you. You know, I right. want you to be happy. Right. So. Yeah. And you don't have to. You don't have to do this because you made me proud or whatever. Right. right. You don't have to do the vengeance thing or the revenge thing for me. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's like the biggest hurdle I have. Because if you take that equation out, then you don't have Batman at all. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying it's like I wish the event was right around the corner instead of three miles down the road. Right. Yeah, no, completely. And also... You know, because if he's not sure if he's Batman or what he's going to do, mm-hmm. I mean, this this issue was delayed a week mm-hmm. and came out the same week as the newest issue of Batman, mm-hmm. where, you know, he's basically getting used by Swamp Thing to kill the guy who killed his father. Mm-hmm. But timeline-wise, I assume it happened right after so I guess he's still Batman. You know, like the the existential crisis of Batman happens in the Flash. Right. So it yeah. doesn't even happen in his book. Right. So it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's like, like there, there's things. really no yeah. way to wrap it up, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, that yeah. It's an open-ended book that doesn't need to be open-ended, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, the way it ends in in the Flash, he's like, "I'm just gonna ignore the bat signal." Mm-hmm. But then in Batman, and I mean, maybe this story takes place beforehand. Who knows? I guess next issue, maybe we'll see. You know, timeline wise, you know what happens with him. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Detective is taking place similar time wise, but I just kind of put it out of this for some reason we'll see and that's like the whole rebirth thing the continuity has been pretty tight-knit i guess yeah. i mean with all characters and all history you know everything's not going to be right, right on perfect oh, yeah so you know a week a month or whatever or even what was it was batgirl and nightwing or batgirl it was like a year before even right yeah, there's something. But, so, but mean, between Batgirl and Nightwing, there's like months are passing between yeah. things. And you're just like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, the, and, and that's why I'm... I don't know. I guess I've said it like six times now. But <laughs> with, the, with the big open-ending thing, and then you just go on to something different. Yep. How can you just go on to something different? With right. that, and with that, with that magnitude, anyways. Yeah, I mean, I I want to see how Batman deals in the aftermath of, you know, he met his father, and his father, you know, basically said, "Stop, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to do this for me and your mother, you know, do what you want to do." Right. And he has basically lived his entire life to do this for his father and mother. Right. And this is his life. Like, how does he go and do anything else at this point? Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, like which one? Which one's the secret identity at this point? Yeah. Yeah, really. And it's like I I want to see what happens, but I don't know how you do it, and if it's gonna happen, you know, when the main story comes back. That's like five months from now, and that it it won't fit in. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because that's because we saw how much emotional burden that losing Tim did for him and the rest of the team, right? Yeah. You got to think, seeing and then or getting to talk to your dad and then losing him all over again, basically. Yeah. It's got to be that feeling times ten. I mean. Especially because he had the letter from his father right. that got destroyed. And he right. was like, I'm now I'll never have anything. Right. And then he gets a face-to-face. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's... And then they, then they go on the magic treadmill ride. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's that's the other thing with Rebirth. Like, I think I was kind of saying it with with Superman before and with Red Hood. Like, there's there's a lot of emotional baggage mm-hmm. in these books. Mm-hmm. And then like every once in a while, like you think you're going to get real deep into something. And then it's like, here's a one shot with Swamp Thing. Yeah. Or it just gets glossed over. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed the issue with Swamp Thing. Yeah. But you know, it just, the way that it was placed, Mm-hmm. It it just didn't it doesn't flow. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, especially with the way that the issue before ended, I guess. Right. Like there was no definite ending, I guess, or resolution. Yeah. And then you jump right into it. Yeah. Um, I will say this though. I want Mitch Gerards to draw more Batman. Yep. Agreed. And you get your wish. Is he doing more? Um, no. No. No, that's uh Sean Murphy actually. I was thinking of. Oh. Like I Be- the the page in this book, I guess it's the the spread with Bruce Wayne sitting on the chair drinking his tea. And Swamp Thing sitting opposite him and Alfred just, like, kind of sweeping up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I want that as, like, a poster on my wall. Yeah. But uh, but Mitch is going to start doing um, Miracle Man with Tom, though. So oh, right. Have, I forgot about that. Yeah. So that'll be at least a plus. If, if the story itself isn't great, at least it'll look spectacular. Yeah, the the two of them work so well together. Yeah. That Sheriff of Babylon is an incredible book. Yep, agreed. And seeing like um Sean Murphy's gonna start doing the art on All Star now. Cool. So it'll be Snyder and Sean Murphy. So then you can read it again, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to jump back on that at some point. But yeah, yeah. Just trying to think what else. The um, 
I guess just quick the Batgirl and Birds of Prey stuff. Yeah. Um, I I said it a little while ago. I really enjoy. <laughs> I'm just enjoying the book. I don't. It's not something I expected to enjoy. And yeah. The fact right. that it's it's again the the art. I'm really enjoying. That See, like style wise, it really fits. It feels like it in a way. The art sort of feels to me like, you know, like one of the animated shows. Yeah. That I mean, it's not, it's not as much Batman, but it, like it feels maybe like the way Superman, the animated series was done. And I'm I'm really enjoying it. I mean, coloring is great, and the storyline, you know, I really enjoyed the whole story <clears throat> with um. Uh, I just forgot the guy's name. The the new Oracle kid. Oh yeah, that uh, yeah I can't oh, remember his name either. <laughs> yeah, but but to me I think you remember how disappointed I was that it was him type mm-hmm. thing. I think looking back on it, it works though. Yeah, because like for me that was like one bad issue is like I was hoping it'd be somebody different even though I didn't have for like anybody in mind and then it was just him so it kind of seemed melodramatic yeah but it it works you know and I'm with you right there it's like that guilty pleasure like where I, I shouldn't like the book but I do yeah, I mean, like this. This is the best Green Arrow that's been in in a long time in the the last issue or two. Right. Agreed but. on that too. <laughs> um, trying to think, what else? What do you think of the um the action stuff? Ah, uh, action's always been okay with me, really. Hmm. I mean. I know you, it's been hit or miss with you, but yeah, I'm I'm not into this storyline. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's been miss with you more than it has on, right? Yeah, yeah, and and for me, I guess it's not. I wouldn't say it's like my top tier book, but it hasn't really let me down either. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming this storyline takes place shortly after what's going on in the Superman book. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, after Superman, they're going to have to leave <laughs> where they're living. Right. And they're looking to buy the new place in in uh, Metropolis. Right. But, like, the whole thing... I don't know how they're going to... I mean, obviously, it's Superman, but they're really stacking the get the deck against him with villains in this arc. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's going to take something. I, I was going to say otherworldly, which obviously but <laughs> it's going to take something like completely ridiculous for him to be able to overcome, you know, who is against him right now. Right. And it, uh, to me, it seems like that kind of thing when you mm-hmm. have Mongol and the Eradicator and um, cy- uh, Cyborg yeah, Superman. Cy- yeah. and, you know, you have all of them together. Mm-hmm. It seems like this would be the kind of situation that he'd be like, hey, Justice League, um, like, I need some help. 
Yeah, I you see, know. and and I think that's the thing is like where Superman fo- proper focuses more on. I don't want to say realistic because that, but the family oriented stuff, right? As to where action kind of feels more like the stuff that you didn't enjoy before with Superman. Yeah, I think that could be it. <clears throat> but with me, it's like it's a happy mixture. You know, I get the wild and crazy adventures in action, and then you know the actual rooted complex stuff in Superman. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, some of action I do really enjoy, but then parts of it also are just like, I don't know. You know, like, the, like I said, with this whole thing, I, it's... It just seems like however he's going to overcome this is going to be unrealistic even in comic books and story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's always been his character too is like doing the impossible type stuff right so oh, I, I don't deny that but no you know, i know what you're you saying. have uh, you have the justice league fighting over an ipad and then you have superman taking out you know five of the strongest villains he's ever faced by himself well yeah <laughs> that's yeah. always been his pride thing too kind of like oh, batman you know where they don't like asking for help type thing right but batman at the same time still has you know, like in in his book, there's been, you know, Gotham and Gotham Girl, and he oh yeah, will I know have, what you're saying. You know, there's other people in there, but Jessica Cruz and Simon Baz. Yeah, I sh- which I, look shut up. <laughs> uh, I'm only gonna touch on it. <laughs> I have, I don't know if it's like my mindset or whatever, or me just like not expecting gold nuggets to come out every time I read it. <laughs> but I've been enjoying Green Lanterns a lot more. You ready for this? You haven't read it. I have been enjoying Green Lanterns a lot more as well. Because you haven't read it. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is now one of my favorite books. It is not. <laughs> I don't get angry anymore. I don't get upset that it starts off the exact same and that there's been zero character development in a year. Yeah, see, I, I don't know. It's it's. I don't have any expectations for it anymore. So I just go into it and I enjoy it for what it is, basically. Right. And like I said, I think I would almost, I know this is going to be controversial, but I would almost put, it, put that self- uh, centric Jessica Baz or Jessica Baz. Look, I'm already <laughs> marrying Jessica Cruz. A single issue with her dealing with her um, whatever you call it, uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. I would put that in probably like the top 15 books that I read because I really, I really, really enjoyed that I- issue. Top 15 books in that series. Top 15 books that I read that year. I'm not going to say ever. Just in that sp- in that like month or two span, probably. I mean, it would definitely be in my top 15 books in that series that I read. Yeah. Because I think I quit around book 15. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and then you got the Frank-centric one. Yeah, no. Really- that, that, those were good issues. Yeah, I know. 
We've um, talked about that, but like that, I think is my favorite issue out of that series, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. And then the Frank one, probably too. But yeah, it's just it is what it is, and I enjoy it, kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it's all right. Everyone's got to be wrong about something. <laughs> Was there anything else that you want to talk about? Yeah. um, Green Lantern. uh, Nope, sorry. Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. (laughs) (laughs) Never heard of them. It's this book um, about these aliens. Oh, oh. Yeah. And there was, um, turns out one of them was a robot, and you didn't realize it until partway through. You find out who created humans. It's a weird planet. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still thoroughly enjoying Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the way that uh, Venditti is writing each character, it, I mean, they feel like the character in my head should be. You know, where you have the Marine, John Stewart, you have, you know, Hal is just, I'm just going to rush into everything and whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you have the hot-headed guy and, I like, this whole issue, it's basically, the, the latest issue is, you know, you got John Stewart trying to control the battlefield. And while he's doing that, Hal is just in the middle of everything, just throwing everything he has at these things. I mean, mm-hmm. like, yep, uh, okay, this isn't working. Yeah, this isn't working either. Uh, try this. Okay, that's not working. I mean, it's... I love the relationship between all the characters. I think it's done really, really well. And at the same time, when, you know, the they're about to start, you know, the big push in the fight. Mm-hmm. And you have Guy and Arkillo who are both hurt, both come out and they're like, Yeah, you're not you're not fighting without us, right? Like I don't care if we can't do anything, we're still gonna be here. You know, it's just terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's because Rob is just writing like this one book though? I don't know. And he, and, and he's not and he's not getting stretched thin. But, I mean, when the series started, he was still writing Exo, and he was writing Eternal Warrior, right? I just meant with these characters, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's... I I liked when they each had their own books because you could tell different stories with each Uh of them. Right. But it always got... You know, even though he was writing, like, the main Green Lantern book... It was always like, oh, okay, well, we have... Like, this story right now, basically these 20-whatever issues, I guess 20, Mm -hmm. it all would have been just, like, crossover after crossover after crossover. You know, which, which for me, was starting to wear thin in the New 52. That The Green Lantern books just went from event... It seemed like it just went from event to event to event to event. And they never had a chance to really flesh out character stuff. Whereas in these 20 issues, he has done more to take, you know, the characters of four different books and flesh them out as characters 
and tell a great story all at the same time. Yeah. I can see that. You know, I mean, he he really doesn't get, I don't think he gets the full credit that he deserves for his writing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, maybe, maybe because he wasn't on... I mean, Grant, he wrote, I mean, he wrote Flash and Green Lantern in the New 52. Right. But, I mean, it still seems like he doesn't get recognized as being as good a writer as he is. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, and like we've seen it, you know, being Valiant fans, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it's it's Rob so to me, it's good in the threads that are getting left there or getting pulled, you know, right. like he does with everything. Yeah. Still what else you got, sir? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I heard like weird digital noise on my end. Oh. Um, yeah, but I mean, like in this book, I loved the, you know, they supercharge Mogo Mo, um, to, uh, you know, fire. They're, they're out you know, basically, I mean, now they all surrendered their rings. Yeah. Which is crazy. But um, I don't know how any of them are breathing on the alien world. Now that Without their the rings? Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously some of the aliens maybe, but, you know, it'll be interesting. Right. But I, I do like, you know, how the, you know... Now Hal is have to fight, basically, you know the gauntlet, and yeah. you know everything that's. Yeah, I mean this, I, I love a good space opera, and this has been great. You know, like without without being you know like a Star Trek kind of thing. Yeah. Where right. everyone's just like on a spaceship doing something. I just like they're on this planet, they're on that planet, they're doing this, they got that going on, they got, you know, it's so mm-hmm. good. So good. Agreed. Um, trying to think. Um, you want to talk detective a little? Yeah, that's fine. What do you think of the latest? Uh, this, this is one of those another ones that's I don't really think has had a bad issue hmm. for a detective. I know. Um, I know, like you didn't like the some of the centric stuff, like the orphan centric stuff and whatever. Uh, no, I as don't much. mind the orphan stuff. It was uh, the Batwoman issues. I was like, mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was really dialogue heavy. The normal. Right. I mean, I look. I and don't I mind. Think. I don't mind reading dialogue heavy books. But you don't, don't mind reading. reading? That's no. craziness. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> but, like, don't give me a book that's just, like, all exposition about, like, involving and about characters that I do not care about because it really drags for me. That that was my, that was my issue with it. See, I, I agree with those, with the Batwoman-centric ones. But here goes back to the old-fashioned trope that we talked about, like at the beginning or the first couple of weeks of when we started this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's like 
I like Batwoman and Detective more than I like Batwoman in her own book. Yeah. Yeah. But are you enjoying it lately or no? Uh, Detective? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I like it. I like this latest storyline. I mean, because I've been waiting for, you know, for Orphan to go totally nuts for ages yeah, and start yeah. beating the crap out of people. Huh? And I, <laughs> I like when they're going to save her and they're just passing through piles of bodies. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I, I, she did, she did this by herself. Yeah. You know? And see, and that, and that was the great thing is that's the buildup that we've had over the last couple of issues, right? Yeah. Because like her, her thing was always trying to keep it in control. Right. And so now we get to see the fallout of her not keeping it under yeah. control. Yeah. Yep, and the art's been pretty good too, so... I'm um, down with that. You know what? I this the last issue. Some of the art to me look really sloppy. Really? Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, like some of it is great. Um, mm-hmm. Like there are pages where everything looks fantastic, but then there's other pages. I'm trying to find it now. Like some of the stuff with with Ross, hit like his face just looks. And it might just be the inking because it's like heavily shadowed stuff. That the way it's done, it just kind of makes it look a little sloppy. All right, I can see that. But you know, o- overall, I do agree. I think the art, for the most part, has looked really good. Yeah, uh, I mean, for me, it's always been pretty good for me. So, right. Yeah. Um, uh, I. I don't know if anything. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like I'm not so much into magic stuff. Yeah. So I don't know exactly how I'm gonna feel about the next arc. Right. But I can see that. Yeah, because yeah, the magic thing is not your thing. Nah, not really. Which, like you said earlier in this episode, it's okay to be about. It's okay to be wrong about some things. Yeah, but I'm not wrong about that. No, you're wrong. wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you want to talk about before we wrap it up? I don't know. I don't. There's nothing off the top of my head. Anything else you wanted to cover? No, I mean. I'll gloss over it real quick. The first issue of Batman and the shadow. Okay. It was pretty fun. It was weird, but it was fun. Right. So it's kind of, it's kind of set. Snyder and Orlando writing that together. Uh, Yes. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. I just, the only thing I really remember is that Riley Rossmo does the art and that's, that's a okay by me. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, I don't know if you read any uh, shadow stuff before, so no, I'm I'm not too familiar. So it's kind of like one of those things where it's just set in like the old timey wimey classic noir noir stuff. Okay. So, I mean, it's really cool because it's just different for me. And plus, you said 
Rossmo's drawing it, so oh, you know. Yes. But yeah, he he's one of the f- he's one of the very few artists, I think, that I would I would pretty much pick up anything he's drawing. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you um are you gonna read this like are you gonna pick it up when it's done? No, no, no. I I have I got the first issue. I just didn't get a chance to read it. Okay. Because I know with with some things, you know, you wait until it's no, all out. No, no, this this one I'm definitely ba- based on Rossmo alone. I'm going to read it as it's coming out. I just okay. I got to sit down and take some time. When this came out, I think two weeks ago. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Now that my son's track stuff is done, yeah. I now don't have to spend literally seven hours of my Sunday sitting at the field. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll have time to sit and read again. Well, he's still young yet, so you still got a long ways to go. Well, for this season. <laughs> well, I know, but <laughs> just take your iPad with you. Yeah, I I did have it with me, you but just the, well, the problem is I was helping organize the kids and get them ready for the events and stuff. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, because you have events going on and then events getting staged, you know, and then the first teams are heading out and the second ones are moving up and then it's just crazy. Yep. 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 I get it. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I was really looking forward to this one. And for some reason, I, I don't know why I didn't read it yet. I also haven't read the newest invincible, which came out this week. And that's like my favorite book ever. So, yeah. I I'm only like to the third volume of that book. Like it, trade or trade volume three, oh, okay. yeah. So it's like there's only I don't know. It's like I have to read that one in like moderation for some reason. Oh, I did right around issue 100. My wife was asking me about the book, and I was like kind of telling her about it. And I was like, you know what? I really want to read this again. <laughs> and I went back because I have all the hardcovers. So I, I went back at the start and I just powered through. <laughs> and I read like the hundred, I, I want to say it was 90 something issues. Right. And then, but there's also like it crosses over with a couple other books. Yeah. That yeah, they yeah. did. And yeah. so I read all that stuff and everything. <laughs> it's like, I can't believe I'm doing this again, but it's so good that I don't mind so much. Good stuff. Yep, yep. Um, I think, so you got nothing else? I think I got, I got nothing. All right. I mean, we covered a lot, like almost a month's worth of some books. Yeah, we were behind a month, so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're done with baseball, so we might actually get to record semi-regularly again. That is true. Well, I'm done with high school baseball. Oh, my God. How much more baseball is there? Well, my stepson plays now. Oh, you're killing me. But, but correct. Tell we him should. to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell him to quit. Yeah. Why don't I quit? Yeah. <sighs> One thing I've learned is quitting gives you more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, or just calling out of work. Yeah. Don't don't sign up for things. Just hang out at home and read comic books. Yeah. And occasionally play video games with your kids to keep them happy. No, don't even play them with your kids. Just take it over. 
Well, yeah, I mean, they like watching me play Zelda. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best of both worlds. I get to play what I want to play, and they just sit and watch, and they just quietly enjoy it. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. And if they don't, they can go take naps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do with all my time now that my youngest will be in kindergarten next year. Yeah. Because I, I have a, a day off during the week. Oh. So, yeah, so you so actually like, get... I, I will, yeah, I'll have a day. Like, every week I will have a day literally to myself. Oh, don't worry. Your wife will have something <laughs> plans for you. Well, I figure I'll do all my yard work and stuff that that day. Yeah. And I'll probably end up falling asleep for the rest of it and wasting all my time instead of doing anything productive. Yeah, that's how it usually happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yep. Um, I guess if you've got nothing else and I've got nothing else, that's a rebirthically. Right? Yeah. Cool. Thank you all for rejoining us on this podcast uh, all new all like different to, all the same yeah all the same um <laughs> if you would like to get in touch with us uh you can tweet to me directly at aaron s bell you could tweet to ronnie directly at ronbar316 you could tweet to the show directly at nl rebirthically you can email the show rebirthically at gmail.com and uh i guess that's everything, right? Yeah. That's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs>